3: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios.
4: And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon! Thanks for coming along. Happy Monday to you! An absolutely gorgeous day across Western Pennsylvania. Kath, happy Monday.
5: Thank you, John. It wasn't the um, wasn't the greatest sports weekend. I'll be honest with you.
4: You mean if you were in Western Pennsylvania? Yeah,
5: mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure if West Virginia won or not, but. Um, you know, Penn State had a good showing in the second half, but that fell apart versus mm. Ohio State. Mm, yeah. um, I was upset because I had to take a, a drive to Grove City to get my uh, child on Saturday, and I forgot to tape, to record on my DVR, the pit game. Oh. And as I was coming home, I said, oh my mm, God, I, I can't believe I forgot to record the game. Well, Saved yourself
6: in trouble. Shouldn't have been worried about that. <laughs> oh, no, no.
5: And then uh, the Steeler game last night wasn't, uh, it was like, well, yesterday afternoon, it was like... Who's better out of these two terrible teams?
4: Well, clearly the uh, the Bengals were trying to lose the game. Their starting quarterback was not in the game, uh-huh. right? So they just their their and eyes our, are on and first. And
5: coincidentally, pick. our starting quarterback wasn't in the game either.
4: No, no, and our backup Mentally. quarterback wasn't in the game either.
5: Okay. Um, however, let's throw our attention to two other teams: Harvard and Yale.
4: Yeah. So Saturday, Saturday afternoon, Harvard versus Yale, the big this, game. A gigantic game of those of the, uh, the Ivy League persuasion. And um, there was an uh, on the field protest, which was unlike any in the annals of sports.
5: So apparently, thousands of students stormed the field at halftime to demand that the schools, both of them, Harvard and Yale, divest from fossil fuels.
4: And also, they would divest from Puerto Rican debt. No, wait. So, as a duel,
5: Wait a minute. What, what is what's the connection between the Puerto Rican debt? There and is the- none.
4: There was just an airing an airing of grievances. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time.
5: It was like, it was like a, there was a Festivus pole right. in I'm, the middle of the
4: field. There was a time when you were looking for the band playing, you know the uh, the theme from two thousand and one is Space Odyssey. <laughs> I want to see the drum of Eagle Corps, but instead what well, I got a bunch of uh, rabble rousers. And uh, so much so that Elizabeth Warren, the uh, presidential candidate, she gave a good thumbs up of approval she did. as well. She
5: said, I support the students, organizers, and mm-hmm. activists demanding accountability on climate action and more. That was, I think that was supposed to be the Puerto Rico part. Mm. Oh, I see. The, right. the right. and more at uh, hashtag Harvard Yale. So this disruption, John went on about an hour, which meant that the game ended in near darkness because, of course, they don't have lights.
4: No lights. Is that also a fossil fuel uh, statement? No, I
5: think they were try- they're were trying. they trying to be old and classic. I see. And go back to their Ivy League roots.
4: Okay, now, look, okay, I have no skin in the game because, you know, we're, we're not Ivy Leaguers here. No. But you would and, imagine— And they have, a right,
5: they have a right to protest. Sure. It's one of the things our country's based on. So. Yeah,
4: but to—there's a time and a place, wouldn't you think? And you would think that old friends were gathering for the rivalry— and again, everyone's wearing their polo shirts with their collars up and <laughs> and their penny loafers. And you know how that is. And then a bunch of yahoos. Look, protest is good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. nations have been moved by protest. Right. Everybody has an opportunity to state their disagreement or their cause. But where's the time and the place? I guess the good thing is they didn't stop traffic, you know, pre or post game.
5: Right. OK, so you didn't think that this was the right place
4: to do it. Uh, no, no. I just thought it was foolish.
5: Yeah. Well...
4: Did you think it was a time and place? No.
5: I wasn't as concerned about the time and place as I was concerned about what the people who were walking forward to get on the field understood about climate change.
4: My guess is there were 10 people who had some idea. Everybody else was just a right. Yahoo climbing on. Exactly. would you think? Yes, of yeah. course. Right.
5: And it also made me think about how many of the people who were walking onto the field have expensive cars come from exclusive communities you've got
4: that right how many people have like you know Porsches and large right. SUVs in their garages exactly
5: and I thought that's that's gonna be a big surprise to them when if they you know divest themselves of fossil fuels and fuels and realize that those don't work anymore right I think that's part of, but you know I, I think it's worth saying that the people who are fueling no pun intended the climate change debate are those people
4: yeah right yeah the elitists
5: they are I mean that that's who is in charge of the climate debate in the Western world right now right, are the people who are the elites, who have the Porsches, who have the expensive educations. The
4: bigger carbon footprints among us.
5: Exactly. It's not the people who are struggling to get by. <laughs> well,
4: I don't think so. It's not. If so, you're just, you know you – know, lunch pack, Joe or Jane, you're just going to work and trying right. to pay your so, bills. so
5: I don't know. When I see – I, I go back again. I, I've i talked about this a couple times on the air, but I go back to the Trevor Noah spot on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee when he was talking to Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry said, so, you know, what are your what are your thoughts about America? And he says, one of the funniest things to me about America, because he grew up, born and raised in apartheid South Africa, he says, one of the funniest things is what Americans think protest is. hmm they think protest is either sitting on their sofa and weighing into the right Facebook group or tweeting the right hashtag, and that means that they've done something, or walking forward at a football game. It doesn't mean you've done anything. He said, go to a country where there is massive unrest, where there is systemic injustice, and see what protest looks like right, there. Right,
4: right, where people are putting their lines on the line every day. Their lines on the line, on the line right. right. Yeah. And
5: he said, protest – is supposed to cost you something. Yeah,
4: I don't think there were any police with uh, clubs or um, tear gas. Uh, the, the no, and students. I'm not
5: saying I want that. I, I, it's not that I would have been more imp- I'm not looking for them to impress me with their, you know, uh, their solemnity. I, I'm not looking for that. I'm just saying that we tend to get so excited about the cause of the moment without any thought for what advocating that cause should cost us. Right.
4: However... Having said that, clearly the protest worked because you and I—we're all talking about it exactly, yeah. right? You and I, and I'm sure many other people across yeah. who were not even aware of uh, the idea of the Harvard uh, uh, Harvard-Yale game—they're talking about it as well. So, cl- score one for okay, the so climate what, change okay, activists. So,
5: do we look at all the people who walked forward on the football field and say, well, "Good for you."
4: Well, yeah, good for you in a way. I mean, good
5: for you that you live in America and you're exactly. and you're permitted to do that and we encourage that. I mean, that's great. Right. But, I, you know, I'm not particularly impressed by their level of devotion to the cause.
4: Well, it's got to start somewhere. Look, and I, and I was of that generation, that protested the Vietnam War. I mean, I was with my brothers and sisters in Washington, D.C., where we were tear gassed. Now, of course, I was an idiot 12-year-old kid. What did I know? But I did see the power of protest well, there was and how pa- it changed and, people's and, lives. And there
6: was
5: power in protest, right? Yeah. But— I do think the climate change debate is different because the regular American is not doing it. It's led by the elite. Yeah,
7: And does that type of protest work in the 20th century today?
5: That's a good question, too. I don't know the answer to that.
4: Well, again, we're talking about it. So something was done that changed the tone of the conversation.
7: I mean, talk might occur, but
5: is change change
4: going to occur? Is change being done? Talk creates change eventually, if there's enough talk.
5: Maybe. It's the truth. Maybe. Not always. Not
4: always, but right. I mean, so someone went out on the line and said, hey, we got to do something about this. So they did.
5: Okay. So my my next question would be for all the people that went forward onto the field, what do they want? What are they looking for? They're looking for Harvard and Yale to divest from fossil fuels. Right. So so enough people would pull back. They don't have the first inkling of what that would
4: mean for Harvard and Yale. No, of course not. I and mean, what it would mean
5: for this country. Exactly. You what can't it, pull
4: back from no, that. No, right. But we're built on that foundation. I mean,
5: good grief. Before we talk about divesting from fossil fuels, we have to go back about 150 steps and talk about how we would rebuild Western society without them. It's not going to happen. Not, it's not, there's no point in going out onto a football field and holding up a game for an hour while we have no concept of how we would ever approach it from yeah. step one. I mean, we have look, no concept. And every, we have no plan.
4: Well everybody would be pro solar and wind if that was, you know, a feasible thing. But the Which fact of the not. matter is it's, it's not, not. Right? So uh, until such time as, you know, what, perpetual motion becomes a reality in this world. Right. Well what's or, your next best shot? Or
5: someone like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez comes up with something that's not like the Green New Deal, something that actually makes sense, yeah. something that would actually be implementable without bankrupting Western society. The
4: funny thing about it is, I mean, you know, these the climate change activists at the Harvard Yale game—they're saying pull back your investments. The fact of the matter is, this um, this whole uh, structure of college uh, endowment is oh built upon the profits no from that. Kidding. I mean, you look at oil. Had thought the, of that. Of course it is, and all that right. money that you know props up that university right. from that sort of thing
5: right again so if you're gonna divest from fossil fuels you're gonna have to get rid of all of that you're gonna have to go back that's what i mean we're so let
4: triple tuition ad- we're
5: advocating for something we don't a don't understand and b are really not ready to embrace right. so we're saying one thing with our mouth but we're not ready to follow through on that with our
4: lives if you could pull the switch would you they probably would say mm, it might be like a brexit thing oh yeah mm-hmm. that's a good idea oh it's here oh well, well we didn't really mean that after all
5: now what are we gonna do right
4: anyway that's what's going on. We'll take a break, come back. As we do every Monday, we always go to the White House for our first guest of the week.
5: And you know what we get to talk about? Hmm. A dog.
4: Oh, fabulous. A real one. A dog at the a White very, House.
5: A very, very good dog. Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and so you've got some important decisions to make today. Look, we all know Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial, they know you've got questions, and they've got the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up? up next year and buy how much should you switch your part d prescription plan or should you drop it altogether don't go it alone let marley financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital any doctor you want a plan that's focused not just on cost but on quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none so why get stuck paying thousands and out-of-pocket expenses call 724-884-1496 or find them online today marley Financial. That's marleyfg.com.
7: WORD.
2: Many of us sentimentalize the Christmas holiday. Dennis Rainey says... It's a bigger event than most of us imagine. It's not just a story
8: about a baby born in a manger. It's a grand story about how the universe completely changed its game when Jesus
2: showed up. Celebrating the real meaning of Christmas, next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM W O
4: am Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and Timeshare Cancellation Advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes, and yes, I won.
7: My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare.
4: Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly held an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau.
2: Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. 800-691-9999. For
8: your next event... Instead of worrying about
2: catering to your guests, why not just
8: enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast. With mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company,
0: just
4: good food. Every Monday, our first guest of the week is Greg Clugston. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent. And it's funny, oftentimes we go and we go, oh, there's some weird news or there's some bad news. But this week, we've got news about a dog and a Christmas tree. This
5: could be my favorite segment ever with Greg Clugston. <laughs>
4: no, no, the poem is You're your right, favorite the poem segment. is yes. my favorite. Hey, Greg, happy Monday to you.
9: John, Kathy, hi. Yeah, I'm glad to be talking about uh, some other topics just like you. Yes, <laughs> ah,
4: very much so.
5: Listen, this dog did such a good job. So Conan was was honored today uh, in the right ho- in the White House Rose Garden. The president says he gave Conan the dog, not Conan the Barbarian, a medal and a plaque. Uh, tell us about Conan, Greg. Yeah.
9: Or Conan, the late-night talk show host. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> just, just don't want to be confused at all. Yeah, this was uh, this was an unscheduled uh, event here at the White House today. There was uh, it was not on the public schedule. Uh, we got an overhead announcement here saying, uh, "Please gather to go outside for an event of the Rose Garden," and there was no forewarning. Even when uh, reporters were outside here at the White House, and so it was uh, really a secret a surprise until the very last moment but there the dog was and uh... inside the white house privately the president had not only met with the dog but also with some of the members of the special forces uh, that were involved in that uh... that raid in syria that led to the death of the ISIS leader al-Baghdadi. They did not of course come out in public because it's important for their identity to remain um, you know, hidden at this time still as active members of that force. But the dog got to come out and get a hero's welcome and uh, get all the attention and Aww. was the focus of the TV cameras and, and behaved very well. Yeah, and maybe if you saw pictures or video of it, you've got the vice president standing there kind yeah. of uh, rubbing the dog's head as uh, the president was making remarks.
4: Nice. So there were reports early on whenever this raid happened, Greg, that perhaps the dog had been injured. No word on that.
9: No, the president did mention that, and it was true. The dog had been injured, um, but has recovered from the injuries, and according to the president, has even been involved in some additional raids, really? not as high profile as the Al Baghdadi one, of course.
4: Nice. So what is the... Have, did you see the medal? What does a dog look like when he gets a medal? Yes.
9: Yeah. <laughs> Well, the presentation of the medal was not um, in front of the cameras or, or for the reporters. And it uh, it didn't look, from my vantage point, that the dog was wearing that metal. Uh, it wasn't like draped around its neck or anything when it came out to the Rose Garden. So uh, I don't know what it, what it looks like with that metal on, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a plaque presentation, uh, not only to the canine, but to the humans involved in the operation as well. So there's
5: rumor that Conan didn't care about his medal.
9: Well, you know, the president – well, yeah, I mean, there are always rumors. We're talking about Washington, D.C., right, Kathy? <laughs> sure. So, uh, but, you know, the president, he didn't really address that directly, if I could put it in you know very uh, strict <laughs> journalistic terms, but he did say he felt like the dog knew what was going on um... when – when Conan was presented with the, with the medal and with the plaque. And so uh, perhaps the dog, you know, and these dogs, as the president was saying, are brilliant and smart and uh, just re- really phenomenal, uh, re- really phenomenal animals.
4: That's cool. Well, as they say, every dog has its day. Today was Conan's day at the White Absolutely. House. Very nice. So let's move on. Uh, it makes sense that we would talk about a dog and a dog and a tree.
9: <laughs> and a tree. Yes. And the tree was delivered by horses, I should point out. Oh, my Heisdales. goodness. This is a long-running tradition here at the White House where the official White House Christmas tree arrives on a cart, on an on a, on a old-fashioned wagon drawn by, uh, drawn by horses. Cool. And so uh, it was the First Lady doing the honors today, uh, solo, coming out and receiving the uh, official Christmas tree. This is the tree that stands on the main floor of the White House in the executive mansion in the Blue Room, which is the center... Uh, the center room of all of the rooms on the main state floor of the White House. And uh, it's really the centerpiece of the White House decorations, and it's going to be on display and uh, public tours and uh, holiday parties that the Trumps will be hosting. And so it's uh, it's just a nice event. And you've got the Marine Band outside playing uh, Christmas uh, tunes and hymns as wow. uh, as the uh, as the trees arrive. So and it was a beautiful day here in Washington too. So it was just nice all all the way around.
4: See, that's the ultimate in live tree because you get the tree delivered, and then I imagine someone from the staff decorates the tree for you. So the first ladies and the president, vice president, they walk by and just go very nice tree without any of the effort at all.
9: Yeah, I have to say that's probably how it works. I mean, not probably, That that is how it works. <laughs> so it is nice to get the staff, and not only staff, but there are um, volunteers um, yeah. at events like this and the Easter Egg Roll, volunteers that come and, and uh, work with the paid staff to help make this place uh, look, look, and it always is fabulous looking here during the holidays. And I'm
4: sure it's a thrill and an honor for the volunteers as well to be in the White House and, you know, making the place look good for Christmas.
9: Sure. It's, it's not hard to get volunteers for some jobs, and this might be one of them. Fabulous.
5: We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's talk about uh, former Navy Secretary Richard Spencer. Looks like he's out after attempting to make a private deal with the White House in the case of a Navy SEAL accused of war crimes in Iraq. Uh, Defense Secretary Mark Esper said he was flabbergasted when he found out about it.
9: Yeah, this is an interesting story that sort of took a a stranger twist over the weekend, including, uh, you know, the ouster of the Navy secretary. Essentially, what happened last week is you had the president uh, pardon the convicted Navy SEAL. And this is Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher. And the president's pardon of Gallagher came over the objections of many senior military officials because gallagher was accused of war crimes in iraq uh-huh. and so the president felt like uh, the case had been handled badly uh... he was clearly on Gallagher's side today with saying i'm standing on the side of the warriors in our u.s military so he was making very clear his commitment to our fighting forces even if there may have been questionable cont- uh, conduct by these members overseas so then as you say kathy then you've got uh, the um, the the navy secretary who said he felt he he was he was concerned about the move by the president and so put in place a review of the nail CV uh, nail. I'm sorry, the Navy SEAL status of Gallagher. In uh, in other words, it was possible that the uh, the Pentagon could strip him of that status. But then privately, there was this discussion between the president and the Navy secretary. The Pentagon chief didn't know about that. And so he lets the Navy secretary go. And the president was involved in this, but was not involved specifically in the firing, but was definitely involved.
5: So let's go back and talk about why the Navy SEAL was um, under investigation in the first place. So he had been investigated for killing a prisoner in Afghanistan, right? Um, He was apparently acquitted of that, but he was found guilty on another charge because he had himself photographed with the prisoner's corpse.
9: That's exactly right. And so... The president, he, he's, in his explanation for the pardon, said that he felt like the case was not handled well. He said it was handled badly. He thought that Gallagher was not given fair treatment, uh, during the adjudication of those actions in Iraq, and with his presidential authority went ahead and moved forward with that pardon, even though he was convicted by, you know, uh, you know, members of, of the U.S. military, uh, in their capacity to, uh, you know, to essentially, uh, take you know take his uh, actions into account, but the president had the final say on that. And then you had this sort of backdoor conversation where the Navy Secretary was saying, "I want to go forward with this public um, series of events to you know look at whether or not this Navy Seal should remain a seal." But then he apparently privately told the president, I- "I'll still let him be a seal if we go forward with this other uh, this public." You know what the uh, Pentagon chief maybe thought was a charade. He was, as you say, flabbergasted for being left out of the loop mm-hmm. on this, and felt like it was uh, a chain of command issue sure. with the Navy Secretary. Sure. Wow.
5: So Richard Absolutely. Spencer himself, though, as the Na- as the Navy Secretary serving at the time, thought that this Navy SEAL in getting his um, getting his image captured along with the corpse of a prisoner, that was conduct unbecoming.
9: Right. I mean, it was a, a, a disciplinary process to, um, that they, he was wanting to undertake. And so essentially what happens is these Navy SEALs, they earn this trident pin, and that is uh, emblematic of their status as, as a Navy SEAL. And if he was stripped of that trident pin, which mean, that would mean that Gallagher would not be able to then retire as a Navy SEAL. Oh, and the president felt like... Um, no matter no, the circumstances interact notwithstanding, he wanted Gallagher to uh, to have that status when he retires.
4: So this is one of these stories that will be to, uh, to be continued. It won't go away anytime soon. Hey, Greg, uh, Greg Clarkson with us, SRN News, White House correspondent. W- with just a couple of minutes left, Greg, this caught, I think, everybody by surprise today that uh, a couple of weeks ago, President uh, Trump made a splash. Uh, and some people saw it, thought it was a horrific move. Other people were pro this, that apparently the from Syria, there are troops... The American troops were pulling out. The Kurds were being abandoned. Word now that American troops are back on the ground in Syria.
9: Yeah, this is interesting because even at the time of the original announcement of moving uh, some forces out of that, you know, that Kurdish region of northeast Syria. Uh, There was some discussion that they were going to uh, still be remaining nearby or in the region. And now this report about, you know, moving back in. So it seems to be pretty fluid. And uh, the Kurds, even though the president had said that, and of course these Kurdish fighters were, were allies of the United States military for years. And uh, so that's why the, the announcement by the president to have the American forces withdraw from there was seen by many Kurds as an abandonment on, on the part of America since they had fought closely. And the president has insisted that Kurdish fighters were okay with the arrangements that were ultimately made involving Turkey and the United States. But um, it looks as if there, there still may be some more movement there in terms of, of working with the Kurds. And that still remains obviously a very volatile situation yes. and part of the world.
5: And lastly, Michael Bloomberg enters the presidential race.
9: Right. He is going to be putting himself out there as a problem solver. He's 77 years old. He's a billionaire. He is another... Um, you know, Democratic candidate, a former independent, you know, he, he switched parties to independent and then, then to Democrat. And so he's he's essentially going to be bypassing Iowa and New Hampshire, because obviously he hasn't been campaigning all these many months. And um, he may have even missed some of the deadlines for getting on on those ballots. But he's going to be uh, looking forward to a little farther down in the nominating process, especially Super Tuesday, the first uh, big day in March, when many states across the country are all voting and he's going to be spending all of his own money. He's not going to be receiving any campaign uh, donations or contributions. And he can afford it because of his wealth.
6: Right.
4: Well, it's fascinating to think the former mayor of New York City uh, is entering into the race now for the Democratic nomination of president as a moderate, which just goes to show you <laughs> how far afield the rest of the Democrats are.
9: That's right. And he's jumping in as a billionaire. And billionaires haven't gotten a lot of love from most of the top Democratic candidates. Right in the primary so far, so it'll be very curious to see how he fits in if he does.
5: Well, it seems like according to Elizabeth Warren's tax plan, he's going to be pl- pay- paying more than 100% of his income.
9: <laughs> yeah, you've got a, uh, a wealth tax there that he has to deal with. So Maybe, maybe that's why he's running. He doesn't yeah, want to right. pay uh, Warren's wealth tax.
5: <laughs> he has to vanquish that.
4: That's good. Hey, Greg, thanks an awful lot. Always a mixed bag, but uh, really appreciate your time here with us. Well, thank you, and have a
9: wonderful Thanksgiving.
4: And you as well, Greg. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent, always delivers the news uh, right down the line. We're happy to have him here with us. Stick around. More ahead. The Right Home with John and Kathy.
8: Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael Christmas W. Smith. The
10: most wonderful time of the year.
8: And Mark Martell. It's
10: beginning to look a lot like Christmas.
8: Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christchurch at Grove Farm in Sawickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by
4: Word FM. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windows are us for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers with over 50 years in home remodeling windows are us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding gutters and downspouts doors and of course windows if damage isn't your issue and you just want something new you'll love their no pressure approach no hidden fees and One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to
8: Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack. Over 1 million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org.
0: It's Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale, and it's the best time to save. Save up to $600 store-wide. And Friday until noon, get our Doorbuster deal, a purple sleep bundle with pillows, sheets, and more for only $19. Or don't miss our Friday-only hot buy, a sleepy queen bed for just $169. Visit MattressFirm.com or a store near you to shop these great deals. Hurry, these deals end Friday. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Offer valid and qualifying purchase. Doorbuster and how-buy offers available while supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid and participating locations only. For offer details, visit sale.
7: Holiday
11: guests overstaying their welcome? Family Dollar can help. With smart coupons for select Gain
9: Flings for $1.95 and Febreze Air Care, two for $5. Download smart coupons on the app or visit FamilyDollar.com to save more for the holidays.
8: Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at school.com.
0: Tonight, clear to partly cloudy, low 39. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow, high 57. Cloudy tomorrow night with spotty showers late, low 43. Wednesday, cloudy and windy with a little rain, high 61. For Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, it will be cooler, some sunshine, high Thursday, 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
5: This day in history, November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four, some of the world's top musicians gathered to record "Band-Aids." Do they know it's Christmas? To raise money for famine relief in Ethiopia, Mm -hmm. and that's just that's an awful song. Bob
4: Geldof was the producer behind it. 35 years ago. This, so, this was on the heels of all these other sort of um, charity songs that made their way.
5: Yeah. So, th- this was like in the Hands Across America era. We are the world. Right. We right. are that the children.
4: Right. So, this was primarily a British pop star song. Yeah. Right. So,
5: um, Boy George figures prominently. Sting figures Bono. Bono um, Who? Uh, George Michael. Right. What was his band? Or his group? Uh, uh,
4: no, I don't know. Wham? Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, I think Tears for Fears is oh, in Phil there. The, Phil Collins. Phil he'll Collins the drum. was on the drums. Also, yes. Cool in the Gang was in this. Really? Uh, yeah. Which is I saw of, Bono. Right.
5: Um. Yeah. So it's a lot. It, it's interesting to look back on it because it was certainly well intentioned, but it seems culturally inappropriate when you look back at
4: it now. Right. And after the fact, these were always sort of pegged as. Um, nice idea, but then a poor execution as far as the distribution of funds.
5: Well, I actually have not heard about that. No, I had. I, okay, I have not heard about that, but I do think it's a poor distribution of talent. Um, <laughs> talent.
4: It's just, a, it's,
6: it's really like it is.
4: Really, That's all. really is an awful song. Did you well, did you ever buy um, any of these okay, songs?
5: No. We Are the World? You didn't no, buy that as a kid? Get out of here. Absolutely not. What, um, you weren't like,
4: you know, philanthropic as no, a kid? No, but listen
5: to this it, it raised $10 million. Yeah. Um, Which is a tremendous amount, but it it makes me think about how we have gone off the rails with our call-out culture right now.
4: How so? What do you say? Because
5: looking back at this, there are a lot of lines in this song that, that, as I said, just appear now to be culturally insensitive. Right. Even the title, "Do They Know It's Christmas," makes it sound like people in Ethiopia are clueless and don't have any idea. And I'm not saying they should know it's Christmas. I'm just saying that the song seems to intimate that they don't know it's Christmas and they should know it's Christmas. And so they're so behind or they're so, you know, lacking in whatever. I, I don't know what it is.
4: And we're going to save you.
5: Right. But the And we're going to save you. Right. Very good point. But I do believe they were doing it with good intentions. Sure they but were. in the call-out culture of today, this would be so Yeah. So ultimately tone deaf. So ultimately patriarchal in its tone. So then,
4: funny then that brief moment of those songs during that you know that charity, pop culture celebrity song thing that hasn't raised its head recently. Well, it it?
5: hasn't. And so I wonder if people look at this because it's this day in history and go back and say, well, I can't believe you know Bono was so tone deaf. I can't believe Sting was you know. Such a white iconoclast. I right. can't believe
4: Oh, sorry. Or they're leery. They're just kind of going, we're done with that. Right. Right? Uh, we better not because we want to save our careers. That's all. So on this date in history, Band Aid. Don't they know it's Christmas? I don't know. Stick around. We got lots more ahead. And ride home.
7: 101.5 W O R D. She was
6: giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me.
2: You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY or go to wordfm.com.
11: The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection.
8: A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Needle Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. I'm not 20 anymore, but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down. And thanks to advanced biological therapy, I don't have to.
5: At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now.
8: Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life.
5: 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th.
8: Every day across Western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies and empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word of WordFM to 91999.
3: Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas Tour. Featured on public television, the BBC, and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing, an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit
8: gettymusic.com christmas. Coming to the Beninem Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. Camping in the Great Outdoors, can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now
4: at antiochianvillage.org. It's said... That the more grateful you are, the happier you are. Tim Ullhoff is with us. Tim is a professor of communications at Biola University. He is the author of several excellent works, Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World, selected by Christianity Today as its uh, Book of the Year. Also, um, Defending Your Marriage, the Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, welcome back to the show.
12: Oh, it's great to be with you, too.
5: All right, Tim. So you have been looking into positive recall bias. I have no idea what that is. Please tell.
12: <laughs> so it's, it's a really cool idea coming out of researchers from Harvard um, that you can train yourself to recall positive or bad things about people, places, situations, personal history, that your brain actually can be disciplined in what you think of first when it comes to a person, and a place, or anything like that. For example, Sean Aker, who's a psychologist who teaches at Harvard, suggests that if you took five minutes a day and wrote wrote down three things that you were thankful for. Now, they don't have to be huge things. They can be very small things. I woke up this morning; it wasn't raining. Um, I'm from Detroit. So Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. The Detroit Lions have not lost yet.
6: (laughs) We still have a
12: few days Mm. where we could potentially win this game. Very nice. Right? So here's the cool thing about the study, though. So for one week, take five minutes a day. Just write down three things. That's it. Here's his results. One month later... The researchers followed up and found that these people all rated themselves much higher when it came to depression Hmm. and any mark of happiness that they could think about. Now, would it last? Three months later, they contacted these participants again and said, hey, how are things going? And they gave them a quick questionnaire. Uh, These people were much happier and less depressed than when they first signed the survey. Six months later, just based on one week, of taking five minutes a day and writing down three things, they were still seeing positive effects of really? doing this six months later. Really? So Isn't that s- amazing? It is
4: amazing. So six months later, were they still doing the three things a day?
12: No. Oh, no, 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 no. John, it was just that one week.
4: Holy smokes. Really? Oh,
12: yeah. One
5: week. So is, just is doing that for seven days, seven days caused people to have a positive Result for six
6: months?
12: For six months. Can you think about that? So another researcher at Harvard is the one who's responsible for this positive recall bias. She took two groups of people, and and they did this for two weeks. One group, you were to get up every single day and notice five positives. The positives could be anything. Uh, I woke up this morning. I got some milk out of the refrigerator, and you know what? My refrigerator's still running. The milk was cold. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I drove to work. You know what? I got a job. That's good. Yeah. And so just five things for two weeks each day. The other group was told, I just want you to notice things that just kind of bug you, things that are a hassle. Like, yeah, you know, my refrigerator works, but it, it, it's on its last legs. I know it is. Yeah, I'm driving to work in the job I'm not crazy about it. in a car I'm not thrilled with. So they were told to do that for five day, uh five times per day for two weeks, what happened was they created what is called the positive recall bias. So the positive people were like, all right, what are the good things about the refrigerator? You know what the bad ones are, but can, what do you think first when you think about the refrigerator? That it got, kept your milk cold or that it's on its last legs? And then they did a really cool thing. After the positive and negative recall biases were entrenched, they flipped the groups. Could we overcome it? Oh, fascinating. Here's what they found out. Uh, very difficult to do once you've trained your mind for two weeks to see the bad it's really hard to see the good Mm. and if you trained it vice versa so we at biola university are starting something in the fall called the winsome conviction project it's fully funded for five years where we're going to try to make a difference in how we talk about our differences and so we're going to train people in the in the uh, positive recall bias so we're going to say if you're a Republican, OK, you have to write down each day three things that you appreciate about the Democratic Party. Wow. And we're, and we're going to do this because here's the thing is when you think about Bernie Sanders or you think about President Trump or you think, right, what comes to mind first is it the negative or the positive? Now, don't think that just because you're now starting to think the positives about Bernie Sanders wipes away the negatives. No, they're still there, and you should be concerned about them. They weren't the first things that came to mind, though. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're going to try, oh, try this. It's going to be such a blast. we are only funded cool. for five years.
4: Now, Tim, uh, people are going to say, I've got a hard time thinking of three things that are good about you know, the, uh, p- uh, the other side that, that I'm not voting for.
12: We are signing you up, John Hall. You're going to be our first person. Because think if we move it back far enough, so let me tell you, can I tell you a really quick story yeah, yeah. that got me thinking like this? So I speak for Family Life Ministries. Uh, every Sunday morning we talk about, um, uh, we do a dad talk, right? What does it mean to be a Christian dad? Well, yeah. I had a very difficult relationship with my father. He passed away seven years ago. Uh, he was, We weren't very close. He struggled with porn, you know, things like that. So the vice president of promise keepers, I'm speaking with him, and he grabs me after this talk, and he goes, hey, can I say something to you about your dad talk? Hmm. Now, what are you supposed to say when the vice president promises It's like, no, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Right. So he said this, you're loving your dad with your generation's love language. You're remembering your dad with your generation's love language, not his. He said, you guys go to every practice, let alone every game. You say you love your kids five times a day. That was not your dad's generation. Did your dad ever leave your mom? No. Uh, Did he work double shifts? Why did he work double shifts? Well, because we needed the money. Uh, Right, right. So then he made me think of positives. And this this isn't minimizing his porn addiction, right? But, but what comes to mind first is here's a man in an unhappy marriage who stays in the marriage for the kids and works double shifts for the kids. So you know what I mean? So what comes to mind first is what I think we can begin to train ourselves about the passion of a Bernie Sanders. I see. But you see what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. It can be broad strokes. It can, it can be broad strokes but let's start to do broad stroke thinking about positives about people.
4: Okay. So Tim, what struck me about it is five minutes a day. What is the deal about writing things down? The intentionality of writing somehow cements that gratitude in?
12: I think so. I think literally writing it down is just one other way of embedding it in your brain. Um, So, and they didn't go into specifics. So John, that's an interesting question. I, I think it's okay to write it down if you're, if you have a word document, you can type it in, or maybe have a journal. But here's what I want to say. To, uh, here's what I want to say to your listeners. Yeah, we're, we're not, this isn't a five month commitment. You know what I mean? It's like this is a, a one week commitment, five minutes a day, and Harvard researchers are saying you might impact the next six months of your life by doing this very simple uh, thought exercise. Now, now they mentioned something that I don't know what to make out of this. I literally just ordered the book that this is from. Is they thought it was really important to have it be during the same part of the day. I see. Now, I don't know why that is, to be honest with you. Maybe that's the morning, the first thing you think about when you wake up, or the last thing you think about before you go to bed. That could be interesting. But I would just say to you, and there's a biblical verse for this that I've been playing around with, Psalm 22, 3, that says, God inhabits the praises mm-hmm. of Israel. I wonder how he inhabits that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if it's our psyches are changed, our, our disposition. So, so you know how this can work is I've been using this as an illustration. Remember Corrie Ten Boom is thrown into a concentration camp,
6: mm-hmm.
12: a horrible situation, and there's this wonderful passage from The Hiding Place where she actually praises God for lice? Yes. Be- because the lice is so bad the guards won't go in. Right, her
5: sister Betsy. Yeah,
12: yeah, and, and thus she can have Bible studies out in the open.
5: Right. Yeah, they walk in uh, to Ravensbrook, and Betsy, uh, and, and Corey is so horrified by all the light. She cannot, she cannot believe the conditions. And Betsy says, isn't this wonderful?
6: Wow. Yes!
5: Isn't this wonderful, Corey? I mean, oh. think about the fact that we're going to be able to have our Bible studies because the guards are going to want to come in here. Isn't this wonderful? <laughs>
12: I know. Yeah. I know. That's
5: tr- okay, I'm taking this as a challenge. Hey, it would be fun to do that. Have I'm doing your listeners
12: it. Do that for one week. I'm doing
5: it. I'm going to. Do, I wonder if we could. Now, I, this would be talking to you twice in a month, which I would very much enjoy. As would John. Sure. What if we called you next week and we reported back?
4: Okay, that's good. Done. Okay, Done. seven for the next seven days. So yeah. this time next right. week. Yeah. All right, Got we'll do it. it. All right, okay. And now,
5: now tell us again what we're going to do. Just uh, listeners who are just joining us for the next seven well, days, we are going to what?
12: Very simple. For the next seven days, just set aside five minutes a day at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't know why they say that, but let's do that. Okay. Just find a time that you're going to sit down and do five minutes of writing down five things. Three things. You're thankful for. And again, these can be pretty small things. Like um, I, I woke up this morning and my, my teenage son said hi. And it was like he never says hi. That was amazing. Okay, I'm going to put that hi. I'm gonna put down that, that, that the Lions are gonna win. I'm Good. just putting that down prophetically.
5: <laughs> Talk about power and positive thinking. <laughs> that is <laughs> I mean I don't know if it has any power. That's yeah, just yeah. positive thinking. It might have no, no it's, power.
12: It's, it's, it's gotta be for the day. So yeah, let's do this. Let's okay. do it. Okay, no, wait, we, today. We,
5: we have to figure something out. Is it we're gonna is it five things I'm thankful for no, or no. three?
12: Uh, let me read let me read. Okay. Oh you're right. no no, no Kathy, you're right. Take five minutes, it's only three things.
5: Okay, five minutes, three things. Okay, very good. And it might not, not even take five minutes. Who knows? Okay, and, it's, and we're going to do this every day for a week starting tomorrow.
6: Yeah.
4: Okay. okay, all right. And and I love that it can be a simple thing. Like uh, your refrigerator thing is is perfect, right? Open it up. Yeah. Oh, look, the milk's cold. Oh, the refrigerator works. Right. Thank you for this. That's it. I'm going to write that down.
12: Yeah, and you know what? So let's not make this complicated. But I've I've worked in third world countries. Yeah. I've worked where refrigeration oh is is, mm-hmm. a, is a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not something they would. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Let's do this. This would be great. Let's Fabulous. do it. Fabulous.
4: All right. Okay. 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 Thanks, Tim. All right. You bet. Happy Thanksgiving to you.
5: Hey, you
4: too. Yeah, Thank you, well, you too. Very good stuff. From Biola University, Tim Uelhoff. I
5: like it. Okay, for the next seven days, we're going to take five minutes and we're going to write three things we're thankful for at the same time every day. I like it. We're going to see how it changes our heads. All right. The Forever Mark
11: Diamond tribute collection for your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities.
8: Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Negro Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com.
1: Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation coming to you from the land of Israel. My wife Sheila and I are on the home stretch of our third trip to God's land. Sheila, we are looking forward to bringing people here so they can spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. What is one of the things that has been a significant experience for you while in Israel?
5: Well, honey, I've really been impacted by the times of worship we've had while at Galilee and other special locations here in Israel. Of course, I'm a bit biased because you're my husband, but when you lead us in singing the praises of Yeshua while here in His land, people have experienced His presence in a special way.
1: Thanks, sweetheart. I appreciate your kind words. So, everybody, we invite you to join our tour of Israel scheduled for November of 2020, which will include special times of Messianic worship and Messianic Bible teaching. Pray about joining us. Our tour is forming now. More info at rockofagesmjc.org. That's rockofagesmjc.org.
8: Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just
0: good food. Wendy's has been showing everyone how to do fast food right for 50 years. And now they're showing them how two for fives are done with Wendy's two for five. It's the only one where you can get Wendy's fresh, never frozen beef and that Wendy's spicy chicken you crave. Pick two for five bucks. Choose between the Juicy Dave Single, the Tasty Spicy Chicken Sandwich, 10-Piece Crispy, or Spicy Nuggets. Come in today and taste how a real two-for-five is done, only at Wendy's. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Price and participation may vary for a limited time only.
10: Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers.
6: I don't
11: like your perfume. Gun was mine Isn't cool no i don't like you but
5: According to the American Music Awards that is the artist of the decade. Mm. Taylor Swift was honored that way last night at uh, the lowest rated American Music Awards I think ever. However, she has surpassed Michael Jackson in the number of American Music Awards she has earned over the years. Amazing. I
6: cannot
4: get over Now, in that. addition to being named Artist of the Decade, she was also named Favorite Album for the Pop Rock uh, category, Favorite Music Video, also Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Artist in Adult Contemporary, and Artist of the Year. Holy smokes. 28 total wins in the American Music Awards. She beat Michael Jackson's all-time record of 24. This uh, American Music Awards, I've never yeah. watched it. I know nothing. You've never never. Wa- I could Listen, care less.
5: When I was little, the American Music Awards, I stopped everything i looked forward to it for really? a week it's, it was enormous it always
4: felt like to me like yeah. the people's choice awards it was be- so cheesy for a
5: while it was better than the grammys really yeah for a while yeah it really was now it's completely fallen Who off votes on in this? every way i don't know
4: yeah exactly right mm, the yeah. people's choice awards i don't know it's I, kind of a I thing no
5: idea but the fact that taylor i mean i'm not saying taylor swift is not talented though mike will if i just give him mm. a moment here I, artist of the but decade i cannot the artist bel- of the decade listen kidding me she got the artist of the decade. Yes, yeah, I, just, Sorry, I can't not. No, no. I'm 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 with you on this because I'm just I'm such a huge Michael Jackson fan. Same here. I, I just can't. I, I cannot imagine that I'm she could shut have surpassed them
4: both off. him. Both. both. I'm what do you mean? Shut sh- 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 no, them both off.
5: Mike, tell us about Taylor Swift.
4: <laughs> no, no. because He's just going to go on a rampage. No,
7: no, I no. This this is pathetic. She should not be winning more than Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And if artist of the decade, c- come on. Here's the deal. Get get over it. There's so many more artists out there throughout this whole entire decade Mm -hmm. that is so much more talented Bruno Mars Case in point, right. he should have won this. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yes, it does
7: matter. Why Bruno- would you
4: have It's a competition. It's like the Academy Awards. Right. It's just people's mm-hmm. opinion the, about artistry. It yeah. doesn't mean no anything. There is no
7: competition when it comes to Bruno Mars yeah, well, and he, Taylor Swift. Yeah, well, he's not, no For the love of God, here. No one's asking Mike to vote, I'll no, tell no. you that right I mean, it now. Just,
4: it's just a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you either like them or you don't. Who right. cares, no. right? She
7: she got on this hardcore Democrat <laughs> pitch oh, where she's like, I knew this was going to get you. Oh it's Totally gone that to way. Look at politics. Kanye. Look at Kanye. Kanye has gone total, you know, total conservative. And Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, I mean, she Mike. brings it up in her concerts.
4: Mike, uh, it has nothing to do with politics. It, it
5: Totally is. It no, is crazy. I think. Listen, I think she's totally. a good. I think she's a good songwriter. I hated the last album, that whole snake thing. I hated yeah. that The new one is a lot better yeah. I listened to it last night It's not my thing But like I get it But there's no She's comparison She's herself Yeah There's no comparison no. With that song you put. I mean that is That song You want to be starting something To me Is like top ten Best pop songs ever Yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, But you can't exclude His personal life from that
5: Yeah but the American Music Awards Weren't voting on his personal life
4: Yeah but it's the same thing, though, right? I mean, Mike dislikes Taylor Swift so much for whatever the personal politics. thing, no, right? No, no, then not, you say no, the same thing per- about Michael Jackson per- for his personal thing. It's not
7: thing. even a personal thing. She is not... That talented. Yes, she is. Mike. Look at all the she's songs she's written. She's, she talented, she's that talented. But she's not as talented as Bruno well, yeah Again, it's, not it's, not it's not a horse race.
4: It's not a horse race. A lot great. of other artists. Yeah, right? and, just, and
7: for her to win more than Michael Jackson listen, is just. We're going to have to turn off his mic. Michael microphone.
4: Jackson's dead, so he can't win anymore. <laughs> right? it, it, you know it ended with his last breath.
5: I was going to say. Wow, that was exciting. I was going to say <laughs> we're going to have to turn his microphone off. Except that he's
7: in control of the microphone. I remember. I'm just lost for words for this. This has gotten me so hot.
6: Please. Just like she's, stop.
7: she's 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 okay. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Oh, that's big She's of you. she's she's talented. Yeah. Mm, but that's for nice her of to you. win. That's nice
5: of you. I appreciate that. What are you doing? What are we going to break for? Yeah. We're going break to break right it's the top of the hour, Mike. Because we, we need some news and no, we need...
4: some weather updates is what yeah. we do.
5: The American Music Awards aired live last night from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, which doesn't sound like it's a place of great beauty. It yeah, sounds like some know. kind of like warehouse. As
4: opposed to, like, what, the Kodak Theater?
5: Microsoft Theater? It just right. doesn't sound romantic I or mean, dramatic you know, in any way.
4: The award season, that's underway, right? Kind of meh.
5: Just meh. It is meh. Yeah.
4: Take a break, come back, 5 o'clock hour. we got a lot going on in the Monday show. Uh, we're going to talk with Jason Sharon, and quite honestly, we don't have a clue what he's going to say. That's how we like it here. The surprises are plenty. The 5 o'clock hour of the ride home.
7: Sharing the word that changes the world. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group.
9: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. In the case of a convicted Navy SEAL, President Trump says he's backing the Warriors. The president sparked a controversy when he pardoned a Navy SEAL accused of war crimes in Iraq. His action overruled military officials. Mr. Trump says he's committed to protecting the warriors.
3: There's never been a president that's going to stick
1: up for them and has like I have.
9: Defense Secretary Mark Esper allowed Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher to retire with his SEAL status intact. He says he did so at the president's direction. Greg Clugston, the White House. Hong Kong police are planning to send a team of negotiators into a university campus to cocus a small group of protesters trapped inside for over a week to surrender. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 191 points, the Nasdaq rose 112, the S&P 500 advanced
7: 23. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years.
3: When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing,
8: 1-800-VERY-DRY. Friday, December 6th, Memorial Park Church presents a special benefit concert with Michael Card. A free event to support the work of EduNations in war-torn Sierra Leone. RSVP now at edunations.org slash benefit-concert. In addition to the free concert, don't miss Michael's Hessen Biblical Imagination Workshop, Saturday from 8 to 4, just $35 a ticket. Michael Card, December 6th and 7th. Details at edunations.org
2: slash benefit-concert. As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown-made for nearly 30 years. So thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season
10: and a wonderful new year. This is the Entertainment Answer. What's one thing actor Tom Hanks took away from playing Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood?
12: He gave everybody a fair shake. Anybody who visited his neighborhood came in with absolutely no preconceived notions of, of what they wanted or, or what their motivations were. It was just like, oh, how nice to see you. That's a fair shake. That has absolutely no assumptions.
10: A beautiful day in the neighborhood, rated PG. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The
8: pipes are leaking, needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice.
13: I'll check
3: it
8: out.
7: Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app.
6: Hi,
13: I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship, and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details.
8: Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com
0: slash Alaska. Tonight, clear to partly cloudy, low 39. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow, high 57. Cloudy tomorrow night with spotty showers late, low 43. Wednesday, cloudy and windy with a little rain, high 61. For Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, it will be cooler, some sunshine, high Thursday, 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh
4: studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Monday of a holiday week. A lot of work, but a lot of fun as well. Kath, uh, where are you on your... uh, Because you're you're hosting this year. I am hosting. Mm -hmm. So where are you on your list? Is shopping completed?
5: Thanks for asking. It's an important day in my planning.
4: Yes, it is. The Monday Monday
5: before Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll be honest with you. This is what has to happen today. Mm, Yeah. The cranberry sauce has to be made Mm -hmm. because it needs to sit.
4: Ferment some time to, not ferment. Yeah, but but
5: yeah, it needs to sit and and congeal. Yes. That's not a good word either.
4: No, it's not. It needs to, what? Settle. It needs to flavor dive.
5: There we go. I like that. You've just made that up. Thank you. I did. I like it. Uh, Today's the day where you have to finalize the menu.
4: Yes. Every
5: side dish, every hors d'oeuvre. Every dessert has now, to be listed.
4: Are you having guests bring side dishes? No. You're doing everything. We're doing everything. Soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. Can you believe that? Oh, well, mm-hmm. no, we're doing, you know, people are bringing some side dishes. Oh, that's dishes, great. Which is fine. But see,
5: we're only having eight people and you're having 18 people. It's right. so, a pretty big difference. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So, well, wait a minute. Not everything because Eaton Park is going to be supplying the pies. Thank well, you to our friends at Eaton Park. That's a shame. It is not a no, shame. No, seriously, a it is. is Thank you, Mike. It's really not good. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, we're excited about All it. Right. You know what I've decided on? Yeah, tell me. I've decided on, and you're going to mock me, and I don't, I don't care. That's
4: fine. Let's move. Um,
5: I, I'm making pumpkin pie myself. That's good. Making my own. Um, however, from Eaton Park, I will be purchasing a cherry pie mm. and an Oreo cream pie.
4: Ugh! Really?
5: The Oreo cream pie looks like something like fied Okay, it doesn't look good. It looks like something I wouldn't enjoy. Listen, when you bite into it, Mike, are you familiar with the Oreo cream pie?
7: Yes, isn't
5: it, is. it delicious? It is divine. It is so
7: good. It is so. I'm thinking about it right
5: now. Uh-huh. Salivating. Yeah, I'm glad I brought it up. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm going to be getting. And uh, I've ordered a dozen blueberry muffins, oh. which are delicious from Eaton Park, and a dozen rolls. I never tried those though. They are. That's so good. Look at John. Look at John's face.
4: <laughs> I'm fine. That's your business.
5: <laughs> look at that's your look at that's your business. Like he's like, like that's, that's your simple yeah, Thanksgiving. That's your, that's thing. Thanksgiving. No, that's that's your fine, simple no. Thanksgiving. Okay,
4: so the question goes back to then, where are you in the planning?
5: Okay, so I feel good that I have determined my final menu. I did that this morning and I've put it on an index card. Now mm-hmm. that's a special moment in in my preparation. Preparation. Once it's on the index card, that's your master. Sure. That's what you're going for. I have the things, you know, I have hors d'oeuvre, I have dinner, I have dessert, and I have everything listed all the way down to a stick of butter nice. on table. Everything, I can't forget a thing.
4: Do you do a relish plate?
5: I like a relish plate. Me too. I very I, but I'm not doing one this year. Mm. I mean, I, I now that you've brought it up, I feel badly I'm not.
4: Sorry. I mean, it's, it's, to me it's kind of like that one of the high points of the meal.
5: The relish plate. Mm-hmm. Is that important to you? It is. Yeah. I didn't know.
4: Yeah, cuz I love olives, uh-huh. you know, variety of olives. Uh, well,
5: I have I did get a nice uh a nice large container of olives at Penmac on Friday. Oh, there you go. So, okay. Well, but then, that yeah. but that's it. I don't just have one. any other I don't have any other the pickles coutre-mons. or any other little gherkins Peppers, or any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
4: Mushroom What caps. about if
5: I just did olives and cheese? Would you be okay oh, with that? Oh, that's fine.
4: Yeah, sure. As long as okay. you have like, a little nosh thing going on there with the olives. All
5: right. I mean, we're talking yeah. about this like you're coming to my house. I'm
4: not. I'm okay. not. I'm going to miss it. I'm doing my own thing.
5: Okay. Uh, so I have the schedule made, mm. and it's on the index card. Yeah. And from that, I will produce my final shopping list, which I'll do tonight.
4: You're shopping this mm-hmm. evening?
5: No, I will produce the list.
4: Shopping when?
5: Uh, probably tomorrow.
4: Aren't you worried that, like, the, things that the, the necessities will be gone by then? I feel then?
5: a strange sense of confidence.
4: Really? Because my wife went shopping yesterday, and she was like, oh, there are some things that I was missing. Like the the um, thyme,
5: yeah. chives. Well, you didn't think to text me that last night. When... I didn't
4: have the fresh the freshness of no. it all. I'll
7: you tell could... you what, definitely be missing
5: all the pies from Eaton Park. Exactly, Mike. that'll be out of stock. So what, now, tell me, where are you in your planning?
4: Um, we're pretty. I mean, this is a team effort here, of course, right? So we're in pretty good shape. The shopping's done. The cleaning's done. The menu is done. Okay. Um, uh, yeah I made a mistake. i uh, we have this like special tablecloth and I waited too long. I took it to the dry cleaners. Oh. And I'm a little anxious that it won't be done. Uh, but all things considered, you know we're the the final ramp up is ready to go. execution is gonna right. start you right know, yeah. exactly. So okay. we're in you know decent shape. do
5: you feel good about that?
4: Look, my work is pretty much done. Right, because you know, you're the cleaner. Right, hands and, it over to my wife, and then she's going to be in the kitchen. I'll be the, you know, the kitchen prep. I'll help chop, and you know that whole thing. But
5: just a little tease for tomorrow's yep. show. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something John learned cleaning wise yesterday. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That'll be something you'll want to store away in yep. your uh, in your family mm. notebook for <laughs> right. passing on to future generations. That have to be done, Mike. Sure. What about your preparation for Thanksgiving? How do you feel like you are? I'm um, so ahead of the game. What?
7: Because. It already happened. Yeah. Last weekend we uh my wife and I cooked for eleven people. Yeah. We didn't do a turkey. We uh I did I did the mashed potatoes and the green bean casserole. Yeah. My wife did the chicken and the peas and the cornbread stuffing.
5: Yeah. He co- how many people? Eleven. Nice. And we we weren't invited to no. that. Oh sorry, I guess. It wasn't even mentioned. Nope. I didn't even know what happened yeah. till right
7: now. Well, I I didn't bring the I didn't get any eaten pork pie. So you didn't miss anything.
5: Oh, right. Because, of course, everything else is fine. Right. Okay. So you're all you're like done. Is I'm like, done. I'm all done. Jeez, I, I, f- I felt good until now. And well, the mic's making me feel worse. I think it was after his old, like Taylor Swift rant he went on <laughs> at the 4 o'clock hour. I just like, I lost that That was there. ugly.
4: And you lost me through a little of the pie conversation yeah, okay. as well. So all right. Take a break. Come back. Okay, the preparation's underway for Thanksgiving. Coming up next, Jason Chiron is with us. He's a regular on our show and always brings an interesting perspective. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM.
5: Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yes, open enrollment is here again, and you have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Have you heard of the first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications. But if you're healthy, why pay it. A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. So call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right. 724-884-1496 or online, marleyfg.com. 101.5
7: 101.5 W.O.R.D.
2: Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift giving time of the year and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2020 if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes.
1: You want to come up an early Christmas present?
2: You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest
8: I'm not 20 anymore but I'm not about to let joint pain slow me down and thanks to advanced biological therapy I don't have to
5: At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three week joint study, including first treatment, call 412 851 3811 now.
8: Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life.
5: 412 851 3811. Restrictions apply, space is limited. Ends December 13th.
8: The day after Thanksgiving feeds your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over 1 million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation,
4: go to amentoaction.org. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it like spray-on bedliners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture and corrosion. Their TST rust remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention extreme now offers custom graphics, extreme car and truck in Bridgeville with the extreme and all of us at extremetruck.net. Jason Sharon is with us. Jason's a regular guest on our show. He joins us uh, every month from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason Friend, always good to see you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Great to be here. Thank you.
5: So you're thinking about tolerance today. Yeah. Tell me why. Well,
14: because, you know, I'm sure as with your listeners, uh, we once, once in a while we get into these debates online and, uh, you know, people in our culture will often accuse us of being intolerant and right, all of right. these things. And, and then they will use Christ against us. You know like Christ was so tolerant and accepting, and it it's, it, it kind of throws you for a, for a loop at first like, sure you know well, let me go back to the Gospels and read the gospels you know and and uh, let me read the early church history and uh uh there there is a similarity, but there's a great difference you know because there's a tolerance that's based on indifference, and then there's mm-hmm. the tolerance based on love, mm-hmm. you know so you know the the Jesus meeting the you know the Samaritan woman at the well, you know uh, he was tolerant of her. But it was a tolerance based on love. He's a, he accepted her where she was, but he didn't leave her there. Right?
6: Yeah. You know? Right. He called her
14: back into correction. Isn't
5: that a beautiful story?
14: It is. I'm just every, I go, when I
5: go back to it. I'm just. I'm just. Amazed again and again and again with the, deaf, the deafness with which he handled that. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, in getting information from her and allowing her to see that she could be vulnerable with him and not be in danger from him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just wonderful. And
14: how he leads the conversation on but doesn't push it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so. But uh, I think
5: what you're saying is important. He, he loved her where she was, he tolerated her based on her everything. Yeah. Right? But he didn't leave her to stay that way.
14: Right. Right, so that's that's the tolerance that's based on on love mm-hmm.
5: uh
14: and our culture today has this tolerance based on indifference because all things are equal because ultimately there's nothing mm. so you nothing know? matters nothing matters, and anything goes, anything goes, you know so uh uh but then the the other image that they betray uh portray of of Christ to us is that you know he um and you know, he's the peacemaker he he's here just to uh just to smooth our edges and and let everything go by. Um, but, but that that wasn't the case. I mean, you read, you know, Matthew ten thirty four. You know, do not think I have come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. From now on, a man will be divided against his father, and a, mm-hmm. a daughter against her mother. Uh, and that's what truth does. You know, yeah. truth really uh, makes us uh, uh, choose between. The things of this life, or the things of the age to come, Mm -hmm. and that offends worldly sensitivities. Right? How about Jesus of the temple flipping tables? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know. (laughs) Uh, So you know, the the more you read through the Bible, you, you realize that there are there are two Jesuses. There's the real Jesus of the Gospels, but then there's the you know, comfortable, cultural Jesus we encounter. I think every age kind of makes Jesus like a Play-Doh doll. You know, they kind of make him in their own image. Right. Um, but when you open the Gospels, you encounter the real Jesus. Um,
5: let, let me just give a plug. My friend Matt Michelotis wrote a book several years ago called The Imaginary Jesus. And all it is is just one imaginary Jesus after another <laughs> because we all have made him up, yeah. right? We all, depending on our background, our political perspective, our ethnicity, our point in history, wherever it is, we have imagined Jesus to be a thing, and then we worship that. Yeah. But that's really an idol. Yeah. Worship, right? It, it is not, idol, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And, and if if
14: Jesus is who he says he is, you know, I am the great Yahweh, the I am, God incarnate, then— there's going to be offense taken because we're so limited. We're human. Right. We have our prejudices. Even the best among us, we have our prejudices. We have our narrowness. So if God's going to come into our world, then there's going to be some rupturing. You mm-hmm. know, there are going to be some prejudices that are going to be torn apart, and he's going to scandalize us. And, and that's what Simeon said you know, when he was brought into the temple.
4: This child is meant for the rise and the downfall of many. Fabulous. There's a scene in um, the, the old movie Annie Hall where um, Diane Keaton and uh, Woody Allen are standing in line and they're having a, this some intellectual discussion. And the person in front of them overhears the discussion and turns and they start to have a disagreement. And Woody Allen says, well, you don't know what you're talking about because... And then the person that they're talking about in this discussion, Woody Allen sort of goes off camera and drags the expert onto the screen. So all of a sudden the expert shows up up so wouldn't it be great if there was you know we brought in the expert so to speak jesus Jesus, himself into every conversation please clarify (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. well there's the gospels but then that's also the problem what you're talking about is the interpretation of what the gospels are about depending upon where you are your worldview and if you've read them and if you've read them right?
14: but it's i mean we we can bring in expert testimony and it's also the witness of those early Christians in the first century. They gave such offense to the people around them. You look at the Roman Empire, you know, and they were the Romans were actually quite tolerant. You know, they took all these gods from the different peoples they conquered and they incorporated them. So they had the Pantheon, they had all these gods from Egypt, they had gods from Greece, they had gods even from the, uh, uh, the, per- uh, the, um, the Persian Empire, Mithra, and they incorporated them in and so they were very tolerant in that regard hmm. and the christians were intolerant the christians would not accept those gods as gods they were they had this strong-headedness among about them in that they were adamant that there was only one god and he was the risen lord jesus christ father son and holy spirit and the the second person of the trinity came among them and they were adamant about worshiping him and him alone. And they wouldn't even offer
4: incense to these other things, even at risk of their own lives. Jason Shrone is with us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. So, Jason, you bring up a good point. I mean, is there any, any value in having an online conversation <laughs> discussion, which could quickly spiral into an argument. I mean, no one's really ever. Or is this? I don't know. Is anybody ever saved by someone screaming at each other online? Nobody's ever argued into Christianity, and no no soul is ever saved by the
14: syllogism. Hmm. No, I I got off fa- uh, Facebook maybe five years ago and uh i have not engaged in any online bantering back and forth until yesterday i went on to uh facebook things i kind of out of necessity I, I needed to yeah and um and uh nothing good comes out of that so uh, no i think one on one uh, you sit down and you you spend you know uh, an hour or two with someone and you you have a real conversation over a cup of coffee and you you see them you you touch their hand you you hear their voice mm-hmm. that that is more powerful I think in my opinion
5: Jason Shrone is with us Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie PA we're talking about tolerance in Jesus and the early Christians uh, Jason. John and I had an opportunity to be at the premiere of the Mr. Rogers film last week, and uh, we've been talking a lot about it because it was just just so terrific. I loved it. But one of the things that has come back to me and kind of reflecting on it is how intentional he was in conversation. And if you haven't seen the film yet, if you do, one of the things you're going to be struck by is how slow it is. I mean, it's a shock at first because we're used to this yeah. fast-paced world. But the conversations that, that are shown between Mr. Rogers and um, Lloyd, his name is Lloyd in, yeah. in the film, he, Mr. Rogers is, Fred Rogers, is so intent on listening to him, on talking with him. And I thought to myself, I don't think I've ever been that intense in talking to anybody, including my husband <laughs> and my children, like the, I and I, I know he was an unusual person, and perhaps that was a particular gift he had. But I, I swear we can try harder than we try mm. to really concentrate on people in conversation.
14: I think you're right on that, and I think the best example of that, um, obviously, is, is, is the Lord Jesus right. Himself. You know, you look at the resurrection, and you had these twelve apostles. And he doesn't appear to them. You know, he's he's walking with these guys from from Emmaus, and you know that they they come back, you know, to the apostles and they say we've just been we've seen the Lord. And you can imagine how upset these apostles must have been. You know, this whole day that Jesus appears and he doesn't come and talk with us, but he he spends the whole day walking to Emmaus with with these guys, and he sits down, and you know he's intentional. He just. He's not in any rush. He's got all eternity. And he just spends Mm. it and lavishes his time on these these little nobodies. Mm. Uh,
5: What about the woman who was subject to bleeding who comes up to him in the midst of all that whole huge crowd? Yeah. Right? And he's able to turn around and focus only on her imagine what that would feel like.
14: Well, I mean, he says, you know, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? So right? I felt power, I felt go, power out go out, of go out right? Yeah. And and then she's just hiding off in the periphery and she kind of comes up and, and, and you know, squirrelishly says, oh, it was me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, could you imagine the no, effect? No,
5: I can't imagine the effect. And oh. I thought about that, that portion of the Gospels when I was watching the Mr. Rogers film because I thought there's something so disarming and this sense of vulnerability that you feel when someone is that focused on you, you know, in, in the film, it shows Lloyd, the writer, he's, he's annoyed that Fred Rogers cares that much about him. Right. He's, it's actually bothersome to him that he keeps <laughs> caring about him.
4: He doesn't physically, but it's almost as if Mr. Rogers is leaning in hard and, and sort of peeling back the layers of an onion. Here's a one more layer and one more. With each question, with each inquiry, with each sort of uh, layer of conversation, the writer becomes more and more uncomfortable. And it's not, there's nothing that's um, aggressive about it. What's what's interesting is just that intentionality of eye contact and I think most importantly is that pause where it's so slow and there's such weight in every syllable that comes forth. And like Kath says – it's a little scary at first, mm. because you don't know exactly what you're what's required of you when quite honestly, nothing was required, just his presence and the conversation, the ebb and flow was just that's all that was necessary mm.
5: but we're not good at that we, we've i think we've we're losing or have lost that ability
4: we've lost that ability, I believe we have so how do you find that again about that? And and we started this in some way, the conversation, Jason, to talk about um, tolerance tolerance and Jesus and the early Christians. There's something about us, whether it's the the rapidity of this day where we're used to the click or the channel or the next big thing happening, where we're always anticipating How do you unplug? Yeah, how do you unplug that? How do you disarm? And I think, you know, we're talking about something that's outward. What about something that's even more inward with ourselves? How we talk to ourselves.
5: pay attention to the things that are of great value.
4: And how we pray. How do we pray before the Lord of the universe slowly, intentionally, and are just content to be in that presence? Right. It's always that uh, that tension between
14: being and doing, you know, and if we're not comfortable with who we are as children of God and being still in his arms, um that presence, uh that being to be still then we uh we, we just distract ourselves intentionally with busyness and doing. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and um when someone speaks slowly and looks mm-hmm. us in the eye it, it forces us to get out of that mode of doing into the mode of being, and it, it can be uncomfortable.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: In a good way, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to be stretched like that. So you seem like a person who's able to do that. Am I wrong?
14: Well, it's because I'm when I'm here in the studio. My uh, my six kids aren't around. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Those That's... little girls are distracting, aren't they? <laughs>
14: yeah. Uh, so actually, we we uh, yes, I, I I try to practice what I'm preaching. I mean, I'm not the best at it, but I. You know, if if a preacher isn't being still and in being in the presence of God, he's not going to be a
4: preacher, a priest, or a minister of his word for long. And yeah, but you know, there's want, something that's um, that, you know, Catherine's up a good point here. You seem to have that in, in some way. Some people have a um, um, an innate gift of I don't know what it is. I, I, and this is not a negative of um. A presence, and in some ways, it's it's off the mark. It's an unusual presence mm-hmm. that is disarming. Mm-hmm. Just the just the style of speech or the manner in which they present themselves. Yeah, I think if if a man is uh, able to make himself
14: vulnerable before God and just lay everything out before God, no pretenses, then um, no pretense, no pretense. He's he's able to do that uh, with others, but if he can't even do that in his private time before the good lord um he's not going to be able to do that uh with others for very long mm-hmm. i know a bishop uh he's an archbishop and uh he's a friend of mine and he's a very much a man of prayer and he has that gift um he's he's very busy with lots of demands on him but he's still he has that stillness and um he will in the midst of a crowd he'll come up to you and you know with millions of things going on he'll just he's in the eye of the storm he just looks at you and uh, he has that stillness and that vulnerability. Mm. You know, you'll he'll, he'll ask him how are things going. He's like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I just there's so much going on, and I, I just have to trust in God. You know, he mm. has that ability to be still and honest, that childlike uh, innocence. Fabulous. Mm. How's Thanksgiving at your house, Jason? Well, it's. Um, uh, not much yet. I think on Thursday it will be, but I do have a joke for you. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I love a joke from Jason. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, if at first you don't succeed, uh-huh. then skydiving's not for you. <laughs>
5: That's really Very so, nice. That's really significant.
4: A truism there from Jason Chiron. <laughs> Always a pleasure, friend. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving to you. God bless you. We'll take a break. Come back hey, in a little bit. Uh, we're going to go to the Carnegie Science Center. We're going to talk about pyramids.
5: But before then, we're going to hear from Keith Getty. Oh, He's stick around. He's oh, coming right. to Pittsburgh. Oh, he is coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You, get, you better next, get your, your tickets. Right. He's going to be with us in just a minute.
6: Join
3: Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas Tour. Featured on public television, the BBC, and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing, an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit
4: GettyMusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Beninem Center in Pittsburgh on December twelfth. Company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and. One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. When it comes time for your child to apply to college, there's always that wish list. You know, the big schools, the Ivy League schools, those dream schools. The fact of the matter is those schools draw students from all over the country, all over the world. But right here in western Pennsylvania, Grove City College has that same pool of applicants, students who come from far afield who apply to Grove City.
5: Now that we're right on the verge of Thanksgiving, it makes me think of the last several Thanksgivings we've had at our house. And our house has been filled with Grove City students. Why is that? Because they're from all over. They're from Alaska or Hawaii or California or Maine. It's too far for them to go home for such a short trip, right? I see. Sure. And so they end up at my house. And it wasn't until I met those kids I thought, wow, Grove City's reputation for being a Christian college, a college with a great spiritual worldview and a rigorous academic education has gone nationwide and it causes parents to say you know what this might be a huge trip for my kid but it's going to be worth it for them to be at that place for four years
4: nice so if you're a Grove City College student and you're from Hawaii Colorado <laughs> or Alaska stop on by Kathy Emmons house for a nice turkey meal We're okay are going have a good time it. right but listen, on all seriousness, Grove City yeah. College gets the top students because people know that Jesus and a higher education that is of deep quality is available and it's right here in Western Pennsylvania. Look online for your child gcc.edu. Tonight
0: clear to partly cloudy, low 39. Clouds and sunshine tomorrow, high 57. Cloudy tomorrow night with spotty showers late, low 43. Wednesday, cloudy and windy with a little rain, high 61. For Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, it will be cooler, some sunshine, high Thursday, 41. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
4: December 12th at the Benetton Center, Sing an Irish Christmas with Keith and Kristen Getty, special guest Ricky Skaggs. Keith Getty's with us right now. Hey, Keith, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
13: Fantastic and excited about our first ever major Christmas concert in Pittsburgh.
5: Yeah, so this is a Christmas concert, Keith, that's gotten a lot of acclaim that you guys have done for years at Carnegie Hall in New York City.
13: That's right. We play, this is our sixth year at Carnegie Hall, fifth year at the Kennedy Center in D.C., and it was a PBS special for a season. Um, there, I mean, I, it's not on television with TBM, but we just it's just an exciting way for us to finish our year. We are hymn writers, and we, we thought, let's finish the year every year by celebrating all our favorite carols. And we just travel for two to three weeks before Christmas, and it is so much fun.
4: Fabulous. Now, w- what's really a lot of fun of this, uh, Keith, and I, I've seen the PBS special, is that the audience is invited to participate. There's this really beautiful sing-along. Can you talk about that, what that's like for you to be on stage and hear the audience surround you? Well, as
13: hymn writers, we, we think the greatest hymn is ever written were the Christmas hymns. And so we wanted to create a show. The first half is about musical artistry celebrating that, and the second half is like a reduction of the lessons from carol service. So it's like a carol's by candlelight, where somebody reads the Christmas story, and we perform a little bit, but really everybody just gets to sing their favorite carols at the top of their voice mm-hmm. in these concert halls. Wonderful.
5: Keith, talk about your friendship and your collaboration with Ricky Skaggs.
13: Yeah, Ricky goes right back to the very first public concert we did of, it, of the show. We um, Back in 2011, uh, Ricky came to watch the show. We, the first, the first, we, we did an event with Dr. Billy Graham in 2010, which really kicked it off. We had a number of churches that year with our Christmas music. Uh, and then in 2011, we tried it in one concert hall. And Ricky sat in the front row in the Skirmhorn Symphony Centre in Nashville mm. and encouraged us and came backstage after. We got his little picture taken with him. And he could not have been nicer and more encouraging. Wonderful. And so really, he joined the show the following year mm. in that special, And then he, took, he went on the road with us the year after that. And really, Ricky's been the mainstay of the show every year. He's, he's the most decorated blue, male bluegrass artist in history. 15 Grammys, I believe. Uh-huh. He's just an extraordinary musician. Amazing presence. So much fun. And he's going to be playing some of his fast, virtuoso bluegrass music, as well as singing this gorgeous song. So it's going to be a great contribution. Then he comes on at the end and he joins Kristen and the band for In Christ Alone, Hot the Herald Angels Sing, Joy to the World. I Don't Come With You Fair. It's a funny tonight,
4: Art. Wonderful. You know, Keith, what's amazing about you and Kristen and the show that you produce is that, you know, um, here we are in a very secular world, but you make no bones about it. You know, from the stage, you proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. And so I, I love the idea that, you know, a lot of different Christmas shows are featuring Frosty the Snowman and things like that. But here, you've come back to the roots and you do so unapologetically. Yeah, that's
13: right. The, the Christmas, the great... The, the, we're really excited with the Great Carols of Christmas. When when the show was in PBS, and I got to say, public television were so kind to us, you know, and they, they they allowed us to choose all our songs, to talk about in Christ alone and our faith. They were they were very good. But at that stage, we were you know some of the interviews were on faith radio and some were public radio, so there was a bizarre sort of combination mm. of of interviews going on, and one person they, they kept going, "You're these like hymn guys doing like a hymn version of Christmas," and they said. Did you know? One of the guys said, "Did you know that only one of the top 40 carols in America is even Christian?" So, like you said, he was he was counting Frosty and Rudolph as carols, and it just got me so frustrated. And so, that kind of anger kind of translated itself into me quitting this year um, the, 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 the 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 carol sing for the family carol sing for kids to sing to, and also a brand new album where we take all the great carols of the faith, and people get to sing the great carols of the faith in this show and so we're just I want my kids I want my four my four daughters are eight five four I want them knowing these carols and um, thereby knowing about Jesus in the way that they'll carry us in their whole life I want kids in every city we go to knowing these carols so we are just so so excited to be bringing them here and uh and so excited to hopefully fill this room up I think I think there's I think there's about 2,000 tickets gone so far. Fabulous. So we're, 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 we're really here. It's going to be an amazing night, an amazing night of singing
4: as well. Outstanding. You know, I'm glad you brought this up because where you'll be performing, Benidim Center, that's a big hall that seats about 2,800 people. So uh, like you said, you know, really there's not a whole lot of tickets left here. So if you're hearing Keith Getty right now, it might behoove you to check us out on uh, online at wardfm.com. Sing an Irish Christmas with Keith and Christian Getty, Ricky Skaggs, a special guest as well, December 12th, as I said, downtown at the Benetton Center. Keith,
5: before you leave us, our time is running short. I want you to tell people who've never seen you live in concert what kind of musicians you have with you, how you choose who plays with you. And, you know, there's this demarcation in uh, contemporary music right now. You've got, like, your Christian artists on one side and you've got your secular artists on the other. But it seems like you guys don't look at it that way.
13: Not at all. I mean, I don't, for what it's worth, I love hymns. I teach my daughters hymns. You know, I, I, have not, I have absolutely no interest in contemporary Christian music. I just don't like it. I think it's horrible. Um but what I do is what I do is we try to create we try to bring together classic musicians. So we've got Irish musicians, we've got bluegrass musicians, you've got classical musicians and jazz musicians on stage. And they just create this kind of high energy fusion. I guess the dominant sound is probably still Irish. But they really do that, and it's it's a, it's a real unique fusion of styles in the night. And I mean, each of the guests in different halls. Ricky Skaggs is a bluegrass legend. is also a fusion artist. Most of the artists, Alison Krauss guested with us last year. John Patitucci, the jazzer. We have Christopher Partington, world-renowned classical guitarist, this year in the tour. So it's different people from all different fields of music, I'm coming in. David Kim is, is at the Carnegie Hall this year, the concert master of the Philly Orchestra, and. Uh, Yes, Concert Master of the New York Phil. Just an extraordinary musician. So we we just get the privilege of getting to work with all these people and integrating them into the event. And it's a high-energy celebration of our faith. And certainly when it comes to the carols in the second half, it's all about helping everyone sing as loudly as possible. and just enjoy these extraordinary carols.
4: Fabulous. Well, Keith, you know, Kath and I are fans. We just uh, you know, have kudos to you because certainly you are a breath of fresh air in a really cluttered secular landscape. So we're going to be down at the Benedum and uh, can't wait to see you and Christian and Ricky Skaggs proclaim Jesus and sing along with you as well.
13: Thanks, and do, do, do bring your friends as well. It's, it's a really fun. The music, the artistry is extraordinary. It's high energy, but it's, it's really amazing. And then afterwards in the Benedum. I know we've got permission to use their lobby, and afterwards we're going to have an Irish-American Christmas jam session. Afterwards, so stay around for half an hour. Afterwards, they're going to be playing lots of these, these carols and, and 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 folk tunes and 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 reels and jigs, and, and even if you get kids who want to dance along doing the music, it's just a fun way to finish the evening. Wow. So, so do do enjoy. It's a real it's a real fun. A uh, real fun, joyful
4: night. It sounds like a great party. December 12th at the Benetton Center. Sing an Irish Christmas. Keith and Kristen Getty with Ricky Skaggs. As I said, tickets on sale right now at wordfm.com. Keith, thanks enough a lot. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks,
13: Brilliant. And to you, guys. Thanks for all you do.
11: Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection, for your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare,
8: responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nevo Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com.
7: 101.5 WORD Once I figured out you know, it was a little boy. Then I heard his heartbeat, like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind
2: up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 837 837- three Three eight five oh baby Or go to wordfm.com The day after Thanksgiving,
8: feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack. Over 1 million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know
10: it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. It's the most wonderful time of the year.
8: And Mark
10: Martell.
8: Christmas. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christchurch at Grove Farm in Weekly. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. Every day across western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting WordFM to 91999.
4: Oh, we've, had, dinosaur. we've had a moment. <laughs> Holy smokes. Ralph Cruz with us. Ralph's a regular guest on our show. Ralph is the Program Development Coordinator at the Carnegie Science Center. There's always something going on. Ralph, welcome back. Thanks for having me.
5: We are so excited to talk about holiday the holiday at the Science Center. But before we get to that, John found this article on the what the original Great Pyramid at Giza would have looked like, like if we were yes. alive at the time. Well, it's way different. It's crazy. It's
15: it's completely different. So the pyramids, the Great Pyramids, uh, as we see them now, are a sort of dusty, yellowish, brownish color. Broken. um, And they're very rough. If if you go to them, they're made of these giant blocks of limestone. It's very sort of – it almost looks like it was built out of Legos or something like that, right? Like they're these brick – although they're huge. These are like the size of trucks. But when they were first built, the pyramids were faced with a a really high-quality limestone that would have been – Angled so that it was a smooth, shiny, bright white surface on all sides of it, and then the top had a sort of a capstone called a pyramidion, uh, which is just I think just means little pyramid. Um, which but it was, was gold. It would have been it would have been granite that was coated that was covered in gold. Yeah.
5: No wait, they, how did they achieve that type of smooth? surface the limestone so I mean
15: I think it's mostly really hard work I, I saw some I mean I think we all know it's slave labor <laughs> yeah a
5: Let's
15: few a few people be honest were there. about what it was and uh... But it's – so it's you, you have to use an abrasive on limestone and, and very slowly and gently. If there are any, like, woodworkers out there, they used a really fine grit sandpaper essentially. Sure. Right? They basically would use stones and very fine sand and, and carefully work it until they could get to near, like, mirror polish on it. Wow. Which would have taken an unbelievable amount of effort. And, of course, they need to make the angles right so that the whole thing lines up in, into this pyramid. But – given enough time and enough uh, effort I I think uh, man it would have been an amazing sight to see it surely would have been
4: so it's at uh, Kotke, which is a site that Kath and I follow org. the final uh, sentence says the sheer size of the pyramid must have been enough to blow ancient minds but seeing it all shiny and topped in gold well no wonder they thought their rulers were gods well right yeah Mm. it
15: it would have been I think a lot of people underestimate the just scale of it the Mm -hmm. great pyramids uh, were the tallest buildings in the world until the Eiffel Tower. Wow. So, like, wait. They held that record for thousands is of years. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, the Eiffel Tower was the first man made structure to beat the Great Pyramids for height. And that, you know, that's not that long ago. No, right? That was in like, 18. My grandparents' grandparents were alive right. at that time. Yeah. You know, that yeah, it was, I think, the 1880s. I don't know. I'm not an Eiffel expert. Right. But, uh, yeah. Wow, I can't believe that. Pittsburgh Steel, by the way, which I think is cool. Oh, is it really? I did
4: not know that. Went into the Eiffel Tower? Yep. Yeah, there is Pittsburgh Steel in the Eiffel Tower. No kidding. it was super cool. All right, so yeah, so have you been to the pyramids? Have you seen I it? wish. I Me would too. love to go, go to the
15: pyramids. Uh, we do, if you can't make it to Cairo, uh, there is, uh, we do have mummies and stuff at the Science Center right now, which I know I mentioned. Yeah, so t- let's talk about that. Uh, so we have, uh, and these are mummies actual the mummies. World. We have actual mummies, including Egyptian mummies. Um, but we also have mummies from South America. We have bog mummies from mm. Europe. It's uh, one of the world's largest collections of mummies. It's in our traveling display uh, area in, the, in our newest uh, ex- exhib- exhibition hall, mm-hmm. and it's pretty amazing, guys. You got to come and check it out. It, I we will, have for sure. We have um, just it, it, there's something about you know when you see artifacts from the past. That's really cool, and it, it helps connect us to it. But nothing connects you to a, f- a bygone era like seeing the people from it you know Mm. and they suddenly are real you see their toenails or their haircut and all of a sudden ancient egypt or uh the incan civilization or the medieval european places where these bog mummies were found become really vibrant alive places that suddenly carries sure. so much more weight. Also, there's a lot of really cool science that goes into mummification from the pH balance that has to be just right or hmm. the humidity or, you know, why is it that, you know, decay happens most of the time but not all of the time. I see.
4: So the Egyptians had it going on, whether it was building pyramids or mummifying human remains. <laughs> yeah. They were pretty and smart. Not just
15: humans. They also – we have a falcon um, from, and, and a cat. What? Yeah, they were into, yeah. into mummifying all sorts of stuff which the, I, is pretty cool. You gotta, like co- the- if you haven't seen it, you've got to come check it out. Fabulous.
5: That's terrific.
4: You know, one of the cool things about the, uh, the Science Center is that, you know, there was a day, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that the um, – The train display at the old Buell Planetarium. That was
5: such a huge deal at Christmas. Oh, yes.
4: Once a year. you bring the family down. All the little kids would go down. Now the cool thing is the train display at the Carnegie Science Center open year-round.
15: Yes, it is. Although we close it in September and go through a major overhaul cleaning, Mm. reinstalling some trees. and The tracks get a lot of wear. The trains do over 11 actual miles of distance every day on those tracks. What? So these tracks really? get worn in pretty hard, and we have an amazing team of volunteers and staff, uh, and they also will install a new uh, building or other structure Some in every year. And this year um, is the 100th anniversary of it, and the new structure is uh, the Kaufman's building with the clock and everything, just like... You know, oh, I love that. Yeah, and it's it's stunning. I, I know the team of people who worked on it. I got to see it sort of coming to life and, and amazing hand craftsmanship and also mixed with things like laser cutting and 3D printing and just just an incredible amount of work and detail um, and it transports you. If you haven't seen it, you got to... Well, again, now, no, wait. Check does it out. does
5: it show the uh, evolution from uh, from the Kaufman's company collapsing, turning into Macy's and becoming an empty retail space?
15: <laughs> it doesn't show the the current state. <laughs> oh. No. wait, we're looking. At, we're hoping
4: for good memories here.
15: Yes, this is back. It's still Kaufman's, and interestingly, it's not the only Kaufman's thing there. We have oh. a, we have Fallingwater,
5: oh, also yeah. the
15: Frank Lloyd Wright house, and you can even see Mrs. Kaufman out on the deck. Oh of my gosh! Water. Fabulous. So yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff. And that, that goes mean. along with, we have all sorts of holiday programming. We do the Polar Express every year. What's we, the, the movie? Polar Express? So the Polar Express is the movie, yeah. We oh, have, so they sh- you show the film? Yeah, we and- do. And we have, the, uh, we have Pittsburgh's largest movie screen. The right. Rango's Giant Cinema, which hit. we love, We've we love. It. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really great space. If you mm-hmm. want to bring bring your family down and check out what is now a classic Christmas movie, which is kind of weird for me. It seems like,
5: like it's still kind of new.
15: It doesn't seem that old, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not. It's a Wonderful Life. Or no. No, 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 I know, right? It's not for me. It was Christmas Story was the was oh the yeah classic, classic uh-huh. sure. which is now like ancient. Sure, of course, <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> which Polar's means White Press, Christmas was prehistoric. <laughs> yes, White Christmas is a ways back. Right, classic though yeah, it is. Um but yeah, we've got we've got that going on. Of course, the trains. There's something sort of there's like a holiday magic to it, for sure. Um, we mm-hmm. do like a holiday laser show. It's just a great time to come, and and, and it's also nice warm
4: weather inside.
6: Yes, <laughs> and when
5: people's kids are home and they've gotten annoying, and you need right. to figure out something to do with let's them, let's go run somewhere, mm-hmm. right?
4: Okay. And so as part of the science thing, you're also doing something with uh, a dinosaur expert. All right. So
15: this is like one of my favorite things. I am my- really geeking out about this. We have uh, Matt LaManna, who is a paleontologist. He works with the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. He's like their chief paleontologist. He spends much of his life traveling around the world digging up dinosaur bones. He's even uh, traveled to Antarctica. And dug I up- didn't
5: know there were dinosaurs in Yeah, Antarctica, Antarctica is
15: actually a great place to really? find dinosaurs. In the parts where there is exposed rock because there's not vegetation or other okay. things that cover it up. Uh, and it gets weathered away. And, you know, the way you find dinosaur bones, you have to wait for them to sort of begin to weather out of the rock and just sort of find them. Uh, and Antarctica is an amazing place to do that. Uh, he's doing a talk on Monday the 2nd, so a week from today at our Cafe Sci program. Uh, doors open at 6. It starts at 7. And uh, it's free to the public. Nice. And he's doing a talk on titanosaurs. So he's done work on these Dinosaurs, which are to see this. the largest land animals to have ever lived. That is so cool. And he's doing it. In our movie theater, so he's using our seventy foot wide screen as oh my his gosh. Screen. gigantic PowerPoint. So for like the first time ever, you'll be able to see someone do a PowerPoint about dinosaurs where the dinosaurs are full size. Oh, that's so cool! It's okay, this so is
5: Monday, cool. December second. At what Monday, time? December the second. Uh, and doors it's free. open at six. Mm-hmm.
15: Talk starts at seven. There's also beer and food ahead of time. So. Nice. So You can mm-hmm. just show up. Yeah, you can just show up. But Not we do for the beer. encourage you to. Re- uh, we we have like a RSVP page mm-hmm. on the science center's sure. website just so we get an idea, but it is free.
4: So. Mm-hmm. Wow! So as we were coming into this segment, uh, you and Kath were having a friendly disagreement uh, on proper <laughs> yes. pronunciation. No,
5: you started off the right way.
4: I know. Now I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Anymore. Okay. So, the, so wait, my... I thought it was dinosaur. Okay. Yeah, no, Is no, how I dinosaur. No, it's dinosaur. S a u r.
5: dinosaur. It's not s o r e. It's not. It's not s o a. It's not s o a r. It's it's s a u r. Dinosaur. It sounds
4: like Yinzer. It seriously does.
5: But it's not. Hey, did you see the dinosaur? I see
4: the dinosaur. Yeah.
5: <laughs> did you see a dinosaur?
15: Maybe I <laughs> did you see maybe that we're dinosaur? just like, trying to swing away, trying to sound sophisticated. I don't know. I just grew up, I think, dinosaur. I believe so, Ralph. I'm going Thank to convince you. them we'll during our to, commercial break. We'll consult Jurassic Park. The, right. Exactly. It's in there.
5: The eaching of all dinosaurisms.
4: Yeah. Ralph Crew, Program Development Coordinator, Carnegie Science Center, where the dinosaurs live. <laughs>
1: Hi, this is Abraham Sandler from Rock of Ages Messianic Jewish Congregation coming to you from the land of Israel. My wife Sheila and I are on the home stretch of our third trip to God's land. Sheila, we are looking forward to bringing people here so they can spend time with Jesus and his people in his land. What is one of the things that has been a significant experience for you while in Israel?
5: Well, honey, I've really been impacted by the times of worship we've had while at Galilee and other special locations here in Israel. Of course, I'm a bit biased because you're my husband, but when you lead us in singing the praises of Yeshua while here in His land, people have experienced His presence in a special way.
1: Thanks, sweetheart. I appreciate your kind words. So, everybody, we invite you to join our tour of Israel scheduled for November of 2020, which will include special times of Messianic worship and Messianic Bible teaching pray about joining us our tour is forming now more info at rockofagesmjc.org that's rockofagesmjc.org
4: extreme car and truck in bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it like spray on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact moisture and corrosion their tst rust remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't like road salt and fall detailing to safeguard your paint job your tires your interior against winter's worst damage and did i mention extreme now offers custom graphics extreme car and truck in bridgeville with the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net
8: i'm not 20 anymore but i'm not about to let joint pain slow me down and thanks to advanced biological therapy i don't have to
5: At Regenerate Me in Pittsburgh, Advanced Biological Therapy offers the most advanced non-invasive treatment for joint pain. To qualify for the free comprehensive three-week joint study, including first treatment, call 412-851-3811 now.
8: Slow down for joint pain? Not on your life.
5: 412-851-3811. Restrictions apply. Space is limited. Ends December 13th.
8: For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast. With mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. With colder temperatures on the way, keep your car running with Prestone antifreeze. Only Prestone's superior formula works immediately protecting your engine from the elements to keep your engine running better. So take on the winter with Prestone today. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com
4: Carnegie Science Center, Ralph Cruz with us. We're talking all things. We started off talking about pyramids, then the Eiffel Tower, uh, <laughs> dinosaurs. SARS. Uh, d- oh, the uh, the mm-hmm. trains at the uh, Science Center.
5: But let's close out on meteors.
4: Sure, because okay. they're always there's, around.
5: I hear there's a shower coming there up. There
15: is, I think, the best meteor shower what? coming up.
5: I mean, that's a big claim.
15: I know, I know. Uh, it may be controversial, but it is. So the Geminid... Meteor shower It's coming up in uh, December. We actually have a skywatch event for it. It's on the 13th of December, and uh, we can see a, a higher rate of meteors per hour, or ZHR as it's known, um, on the Geminids than we do even at the famous Perseids, which is in August. Everyone gets right, excited about
5: that Right, that's the summer
15: that
4: one. We're, hmm. right. I'm always surprised, Ralph, that they can schedule these things, right? I mean, it feels like, oh, we know this is going to happen, right? right? Yeah, right. It's so,
5: it's like the sale at Macy's or something. Right. It seems the white like sale. it
4: should
15: be unpredictable, but it's actually yeah. the the Earth passing through a debris field left over by something. I see. Usually it's a comet, but not this, this time. This time it's an asteroid, Fabulous. which is really unusual. And if you want to come see them, come check out the Science Center. All right, nice. that's December thirteenth, December thirteenth,
5: seven p.m. and nine p.m. Skywatch. Nice, Ralph. That's, thanks for Ralph, stopping by. Ralph always Krue. cool.
4: Pleasure as always. Thank you. Yep, Ralph Crew from the Carnegie.